What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, what is it, it's early Friday? Early Friday the 13th, everybody. That's right, April 13th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 300. And 52. How the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody had a good, uh, good, healthy time in between shows. That's what it's about: being happy, being healthy, and um, enjoying your life. I hope that um, I hope that your weather is good. I really do, and I say that sincerely because people were freezing their ass off in April. And uh, today it's finally April weather. It's what is it? Close to 60, 65 degrees, or 70 degrees outside. So uh, you actually could walk around like a normal human being. I love bad weather. I love it cold. I love it rainy. I love the snow, like you guys know. But enough is it? You know, <clears throat> enough already. Let's let's not have to fucking bundle up and deal with snow for a little while. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm getting older. I'm getting older, guys. And uh, I want to talk about that actually on the show today. Getting old things that you do. Things that change when you get a little older. And I know you college kids or you youngsters out there in your 20s or very early 30s can't relate. But you will. You someday will. Uh, Got a great show. Got a couple of really cool stories for you guys. Got a couple of things I want to talk about um, on the show. We're going to do some um, couple of sports things. Uh, Did I see a movie? No, did I? See? I saw something I wanted to talk about. I forgot. Let me see if I wrote that down. What did I see? I don't know what the fuck I saw. We'll we'll get to that. But unacceptables, my unacceptables. You guys got some stuff. Um, you know, plugs, the whole thing. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, guys, and enjoy. Uh, TVE episode three fifty two. I finally had to reset everything on Gmail and Google and everything. Because Lord knows the updates. Oh yeah, the software updates on every fucking tablet in the world. I went on a rant. I'm not going to do it anymore. All right. But I just can't, you know, with the technology here, man, I just can't keep up with this. And I have so many passwords to so many different things that I just don't know what I did anymore. Like I I need to put every password in my phone, but then I'm afraid to have the passwords in my phone because God forbid my phone gets you know, dropped somewhere or stolen, then everybody's got my passwords and they could go into it. I don't, I'm worried about that. So instead of writing them down anywhere, I think I could keep them in a database in my head. And for the most part, I can keep like three or four in my head, maybe five. But other than that, I'm just like, wait, what did I do with that? Oh, I changed that. I'm always changing them. I'm always trying to reset them. You know, um, that's why I just feel like, you know, with technology so good, just do the thumbprint thing. Let me put my thumbprint on my email. It's only my, no no fingerprint is the same. So I just, every freaking email should have an empty box next to it. And your tablet says, now put your finger there. And you never have to worry about, as long as you have thumbs, you never have to worry about a password anymore. You just put your thumb in there. Oh, I thought of something. I thought of, uh, here's my, um, tell me what you guys think of this. All right, maybe I'm nuts. But I figured I'd give you guys my uh, my Shark Tank. Is it, here's a Shark Tank business proposal. You ready? You guys know I like the finer things in life, right? You guys know that I like, you know, I'll pay a little extra. 
extra up, uh, you know, upgrade to, to business class, upgrade to first class. You know, I don't really like public transportation. I like to be in a nice car, whatever. You know, it's just what I like. Um, who doesn't really, right? So uh, I was thinking, you know, you guys know I like Shark Tank and these business proposals. So I was thinking, I got one. Ready? Here it is. It's an upgraded version, okay? Before you guys laugh and give me shit, just hear me out. It's an upgraded version of transportation, of, of public transportation. I call it the plush bus, okay? Now, the plush bus will be a company that has a fleet of very nice, high-end buses. Probably maybe, let's say, only fit 20, 25 people, maybe 30 people, okay? The chairs in it are leather. They can recline a little bit, okay? They have little drink holders, There'd be somebody on the bus like a like a flight attendant, you know, just making sure, you know, get making sure people have drinks, a little snacks, a little snacks. Everybody's got a little monitor like on an airplane. So if you're in a major city like New York or San Francisco or, or something like that and you have to take the bus across town, instead of it being like a dollar fifty or whatever, maybe a little more. You may have to spend like if you have to be on the bus for let's say thirty minutes or forty five minutes, you may have to spend whatever, twenty bucks or fifteen bucks, depending on cost. Right? You get on the plush bus. Not everybody's gonna be able to do it because nobody's gonna want to spend twenty when they could spend one fifty on a B line, right? Or two dollars on the regular B line, but that's packed with people. It's got a lot of people. So well maybe if that could fit what, fifty or you know, maybe the the plush bus will be only like twenty people. So it'll be a little more exclusive. Okay? You know, just a blacked out bus, tinted windows, and you go around town, you know, you don't have a car because you can't park, right? I know some of you guys think I'm nuts, but I know some of you guys are going, oh, you know what? I would ride the plush bus. So you give the guy whatever, 15, 20, right when you go and sit down, you get handed a drink. Okay? You get handed a drink. I don't know about the alcohol yet. I don't know what I could do with the license. I don't know where that legally stands. But you sit down and it's like, hey, what do you want? Do you want a water? Do you want an iced tea? Do you want a lemonade? Do you want a soda? Diet Coke? Regular Coke? You choose. Okay? Sit down, you get that. Already you're feeling good. Now you got a little monitor to watch the news, watch ESPN, watch something like that. And now you're going across town, comfortable, comfortable. You didn't have to worry about going on a subway. You didn't have to worry about, you know, and the plush bus will take you anywhere in the city, cross town, whatever, okay? Here's the other thing, one flat fee, one flat fee. So nobody's going to get on this bus if it's just going to be a five-minute ride. But if it's going to be a 20-plus minute ride and you want to enjoy yourself, now people don't have to worry about having a car in a garage. People don't have to worry about parking on the street. You get on the plush bus and you get taken care of like royalty. And then you get off. You probably make some friends because you're obviously hanging out with other rich people with money because they're, you know, so you're, you're happy. <laughs> well, maybe not rich, but, you know, willing to spend. I'm telling you. You get a fleet. It starts. You start with like 10 buses through New York City. You know, you get one on the Upper West Side, Lower West Side, Upper East Side, you know, Midtown. So you get like 10 buses and you go you, you go around the city in these nice buses. It, it, you know, it has its stops, whatever. And, and there you go. So you're, you're, you're doing public transportation on a very high-end level. All right. I think with the amount of people in New York City... 
the millions of people in New York City, uh, businessmen going from meeting to meeting, having to go, not having to go down into the subway, watching somebody taking a piss or somebody else is jerking off in the corner, somebody else is playing guitar, doing all this shit. It smells terrible. You got to worry about that. People swinging fucking, you know, like that last guy who wrote into the Unacceptables, people are swinging in, um, you know, whatever, swinging um, bags of empty bottles in people's faces. You don't have to worry about none of that. You find out now. Here's the thing: the the problem with the plush bus is you're only going to have so many of them, and there's only going to be so many stops. And 20 people, you know, they'll get filled up quickly. But as business gets better and people want it more, you got more and more buses. There you go. That is my Shark Tank business proposal. It is an upgraded system. Okay, an upgraded high end, um, high end you know, public transportation in major cities. You could have them all over the city. Smaller cities, you won't even need a lot of them. You know, if you go to like Nashville, Tennessee, or if you go to Cleveland or whatever, you know, um, you know if you go to Cleveland, there's probably like two people that could afford it, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, but if, if I mean, I meant downtown Cleveland, by the way. I know most people don't live in downtown Cleveland. They live in the outskirts, but I love it. I would do that. I would absolutely do that because I would be happy to be sitting down in something comfortable, air-conditioned, leather seats, TV, drinks, knowing that this guy, this driver is going to take me anywhere I need to go in the city. And while I'm waiting, I'm comfortable and I'm not walking through traffic during rush hour. And if there is rush hour and the bus is in traffic, fine. What are you worried about? You're sitting in Times Square in this plush bus. It's almost like, hey. You know what? We're going to be here for another 20 minutes. Give me pretzels. Give me peanuts. Uh, I think it's brilliant, guys, and I'm going to try to invest. If there's any investors listening to this, let's get it done. All right? Let's let's start and create the first uh, fleet of plush buses in, in, uh, in one of these major cities and give it a test run, and you'll see. And people will be thrilled, happy. Then, as soon as people leave, just like a cleaning crew, wipe everything down, make everything ready to go, plush again, boom, the next the next route happens. We give bus drivers a great we give bus drivers a great pension, or not a pension. <laughs> I don't think we can afford a pension yet. Uh, we give them a great salary, you know, and uh, there you go, there you go, creating jobs, creating jobs, and letting people get to their jobs more comfortably. There you go. The plush bus. You heard it here first. TVE. If you guys steal it, I'm saying right now you stole it. This is where it first originated. All right. So I don't want to hear shit. It originated on April 13th, 2018 on TVE episode 352. There is my Shark Tank proposal. Okay. Now, I challenge you. Every TVE listener right now. And thank you guys so much for listening. Also, thank you guys for your uh, Patreon subscriptions. That's right. I uh, got an, uh, what, another couple pledges. So people are, you know, we're, we're working it up. Now that I got it down to three bucks, it's got to work back up again. That's fine. There'll be another one this week. I got a great story about this week too. But I want to let you guys know I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate your loyalty to TVE. And I want to ask you, what are your what are your Shark Tank proposals? Let's do a TVE. Here's what I want to do. Let's do a TVE Shark Tank edition. I will be the, uh, you know, fake investor and I will just say which idea I will go with. So this is what I want to do. Um, I know you guys are busy to, to think of this. So if you can't, you can't. But if I get 
uh, two or three of these. So I'm asking two or three of you guys. Okay, maybe four, but if I get six, I'll do six. Whatever. I'm asking you guys, just like I did with the plush bus, you come up with something. Whatever you want it to be, any business that you think would like, that you like, any concept idea that you like, anybody. This goes for anybody listening to this, okay? Anybody who loves the show and listens. Send me one like I just did. I will read them all. We'll come up with one and I will choose on the show the best. And then if you win, whatever, I'll send you a fucking poster or, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a download to the album if you don't have it, whatever. We'll come up with something. You get to, if, if I'm in your town, you get free tickets to a show, whatever. We'll, we'll come up with a prize. You'll get, you'll get something, okay? Um, I'll just get your address privately and I'll send you something or something like that. We'll do it like that, okay? So send me your um, idea, but you got to give me that, you got to like, like I did. You got to give me the reasons why. You got to pitch it. You can't just be like, I got an idea that a car flies, but not high. And then you're just sitting there. Like, that doesn't work. All right. I, I need I need something more. Give me an explanation of why people would want this. Uh, what makes it more convenient than the current system or the current product that's already out. So you got to compare it to that. All that stuff. Give it to me. I will be the judge, we'll pick one, and a winner will get a prize. I think that'll be fun. It'll be the TVE version of Shark Tank with uh, me as the shark, and I. Uh, it'll be fun. There you go. Try to beat the plush bus, everybody. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I want to shout out uh, All Things Comedy, guys. Please go to All Things Comedy. What All Things Comedy is doing right now is really special. Um, they are doing these amazing cooking shows. They had Whitney Cummings and Michael Rappaport on Burt Kreischer's uh, cooking show. They're doing the poker show with comedians. They're doing um, all of these just amazing podcasts and albums. And also, uh, you know, I'm going to be the first major special release that they do. But they're doing a handful of specials on a major comedy network. And uh, mine will be the first. And mine will be released, um, I am being told, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's my special, people are asking, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? My special will be released this year. I, I, I did it, you know, towards the end of last year. Um, and, uh, it is, you know, like I said, due to business and all that stuff and, you know, networks and it was a big kind of overall deal and everything like that, but it will be coming out on a major comedy network, um, this year. And, um, just when the announcement comes, you guys will know, but it will definitely just know that my debut stand up special will be out this year on a major network. And I'm really excited about it. It looks great. So, um, but it's uh, really all due to All Things Comedy because when my first special fell through, which was last May, well, I was going to do it last May, and, uh, you know, things happened and some, some shitty things happened with me um, and a company, and I had to, you know, I decided six days before shooting that it was not something that was acceptable, and All Things Comedy came in and um, were like, hey, man, we're looking to do specials, and we want to do yours, and they did it, and, and they've been great. So please support All Things Comedy and check out all the stuff that they do. All of the podcasts are amazing. Um, you can check them out at allthingscomedy.com. Follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Check out what they're doing. They're also putting clips out, great clips all over of, um, you know, they're trying to put content out of just stand-up clips and all that stuff. So check them out. Um, all right, guys, I got a great story for you. Um, and I'm really happy, excited, and very, very proud and, and honored um, to talk about what I'm about to talk about. Okay. Uh, 
you know, N plus bus, but this is, this is serious. So as you guys know, um, I am a regular pretty much at almost every comedy club in New York. Um, and the one club that I was not a regular at is one of the most desired clubs in the, in the world. And it's the comedy cellar in, in New York city. Now, the Comedy Cellar in New York City is like, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, I, I guess the best way to describe it is like, uh, it's kind of like the Saturday Night Live of, of comedy clubs. And, uh, you know, everybody wants it. Everybody's afraid of it. You know, um, the bookers and the, and the people there, the gatekeepers there, the, you know, the, the people, you know, you feel like, oh man, I, this is amazing. Like, this is like, they're like the Lorne Michaels of like, I'm in this place. And listen, it is just a stage like everywhere else, but it's a special stage. It's a stage that's packed. It's a, it's a, it's a room that's packed Monday through seven days a week, every show, three shows on during the week, I think four shows on the weekend, every single one sold out. It's where Seinfeld goes and Chris Rock goes and, you know, all of these just like, they just go into the comedy cellar. So, uh... I, I, you know, I was basically passed there. I was told to send my avails and, and get, you know, passed in this room. And it was such an honor and it was so nice. And it was something that I always thought about. And um, so I, my first, so here's the, the, here's the long and the short of it. The, the, my first show ever at the Comedy Cellar was uh, Monday. And I had a show there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And um, it was, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be honest here, I know comedians listen to this, and, and I know fans probably like this, and, and you know, I was going to do this story on Patreon, but I was like, you know what, I want everybody to hear this, I want, I want everybody to hear this story, because I think it's a, a cool thing, and um, it's a memorable story, it's something that I'll remember doing this podcast always. Um, so I got a spot there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I was definitely like looking at it like, wow, it's a spot and I do them all the time, multiple spots a week, every week for years. And this is what my life is. But this one was just like, wow, this is my first regular spot at the Comedy Cellar. It's a Monday night. It's sold out, packed like a Saturday. And I'm like, wow, what are you going to do? What jokes are you going to do? And I'm actually thinking about it more. And that's when I realized, wow, this is special. Like I felt like I was at the JFL. I felt like I was at the Montreal Comedy Festival. I really did. I was just like, wow, this is this is a, a wild, different feeling. So I go upstairs and I see the, you know, there's the famous table up there at the cellar. And I see some comedians I know and they're talking to me and, you know, some are very, everybody, man, the staff, the bookers, the, the, the people in the restaurant, everybody was really super nice and welcoming to me, which was, which was really nice because I, I felt it was weird. I'm like a, you know, I'm a veteran of comedy. I've been doing comedy a while. I feel like a vet, you know, I'm, I'm, even though I'm up and coming, I've been doing it a long time. A lot of people don't realize you can be up and coming and do it a long time because this is not a, you know, it's not the easiest job in the world. It takes you 10 years to find a voice and shit. So, um, I feel like a rookie, you know, I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm, I'm in this room that, you know, and, and, but I was like, listen, man, do what you do. It's the same thing. And, um, I see these comedians I know. And all of a sudden Chris Rock walks in the room and it's not many. It's like five of us and Chris Rock just sits down and he's just talking and whatever. He's hanging out and he seems like he's in a good mood. And I look at the lineup and I'm about to 
so this comedian Joe Mackey is about to go up, and then after Joe, it's me. So I'm going, ah, I wonder if Chris is going to go on, because if Chris goes on, one of us are, are, is going to get bumped. But I think I almost thought I heard him say, ah, no, I had a couple of drinks, I'm good or something like, and, and I just, I meant, I, I looked at it like maybe he's not going up, he just came in to hang out. So uh, Joe Mackey goes on, and I'm like, oh, I guess Chris isn't going to go on. I guess it's going to be Joe Mackey and then me and Chris just came in here to hang out or whatever. So um, we're, I'm just sitting there waiting and then um, Joe Mackey's on stage and I tell the host, I go downstairs, I watch him for a second. Then I come back upstairs and I tell the host, Mike Yard, I go, hey Mike, I'll just be downstairs waiting. And he looks at me and he goes, oh man, look, he goes, Chris is going to go on and then you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Chris is going to go on and do like whatever, and then and then you. And he just smiles and laughs, and I'm just like, all right, you know. So I'm like, isn't this fitting? My first time ever at one of the biggest clubs. Uh, I know they're going to be watching me. I know they're going to want to, you know, see how I do. And, uh, and I got to follow Chris Rock. But in a way, I was like, cool, you know, there's really no other way I'd want it. That's great. It's comedy. You'll find out where I'm at. Whatever. Um. So Chris goes on stage, place goes fucking wild, everybody's screaming, going nuts, and I'm just waiting, and, uh, you know, he, I'm like, how long is he going to do, do you know, and they're like, man, he could do anything from 10 minutes to an hour, so I just got to wait down there in this, I just got to wait, and I'm sitting there, and like, I'm going, Paul, this is, this is your life and career in a nutshell, nothing would be it could never happen other than this. I literally just, my whole life, and I'm not complaining, you know. I love everything that's how I wouldn't change anything because it made me who I am. But my whole life has been that in a nutshell. It's just the harder way to do it. I got into the Montreal Comedy Festival, the harder way to do it. Um, all of these different things. And I'm like, this is fitting. The first time, your first set ever, you will always remember that your first regular paid set at the Comedy Cellar, you had to follow Chris Rock. And I think he ends up, and he ends up doing like, um, I don't know what he did. I think he did like 20 to 25 minutes, you know. And, um, you know, they, these people are just, a lot of these people, you know, tourists or like just diehard comedy fans, especially during the week. They're just so thrilled that they're seeing this big, you know, and, and, and the Comedy Cellar is known to have people just pop in and just, you know, go on stage. Like, um, yeah, so, I mean, this week I followed Chris Rock on Monday. Tuesday I got off stage and Aziz Ansari was waiting to go on right after me. Wednesday I go in there, John Mulaney's in there hanging out. Um, last night I was in there and the French guy Gad, uh, what's his last name, Gad, um, he's like the Seinfeld of France. And he goes in, and I had to follow him last night. I mean, that's just what the comedy cellar is. It's just, it's insanity. And um, Chris gets off stage, and he walks out, and then I'm waiting to go on. And the host goes on, and he's like, all right, you know, we got another comedian. And I go on stage, and they did give me a warm welcome, and I was, I had to address it. I really did. I had to just tell the crowd. I was like, look, guys, this is my first regular paid spot. Um, this is my first regular paid spot at the Comedy Cellar. And they all start clapping. And I go, no, 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 fuck that. I got to follow Chris Rock. And they all laughed. And, you know, I just was making jokes. I was like, yeah, come tomorrow. I'm going to follow Eddie Murphy's comeback or something. You know, just just like, you know, yeah, I, I'm going to get the fuck you spot again. But um, all in all, 
uh, it worked out. You know, it was, you know, they were watching me, feeling me out. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting them and I ended up having a good set and all that. And, um, and then the next night I went in and I was just way more ready. I'm like, all right, so these things can happen here. And, uh, you know, you've been doing this a long time. Stay true to yourself and do what you do. And, and I'm not going to lie. It's been going amazing. You know, it's been going great, having great sets in there. And you just realize it is just a stage, but it is, it is different. It's different in the fact that, um, you know, you're playing at Yankee Stadium or you're playing at Fenway Park or Dodger Stadium. You're playing in a bigger, you're playing in a bigger ballpark. You are, and you and you feel it. So as much as people say, "Oh yeah, it's just a room, it's just a room." Yes, it is just a room, but it's a very special one. You know, you wouldn't say the Carnegie Hall is just a room, and all of these rooms are amazing. You know, but. Um, you know, I think people have this false sense of like, ah, whatever, man, I'm going to do what I do, and I'm just going to go in there. And all of that is true, but you feel history. That's all. That's what it is. You just feel history. So um, that was my that was my first um, time. And, you know, there are certain rooms that are special to me. The stand is really special to me because it's my, it's, it's, it's my home club. You know, it's the stand has grown me. And, and then now to go into a room that's been there for whatever it is, what has it been? I don't know. 20 something years and just a staple across town was great but uh t- yeah following chris rock being my first time there ever i wouldn't change that for anything so uh that was that was my week and um i'm thrilled you know to to have done that and to be able to 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 have that story so there you go guys i hope you enjoyed that i know it wasn't too funny but it was just more of a real comedy story and um you know pretty cool so uh all right, there you go. Um, that's the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, so guys, here is my here is my unacceptable. All right, and it's kind of on me. And I wanted to do this shit just because I was like, I could have literally killed myself. I caught myself texting and driving the other day on a highway, and I'm going, "What the fuck are you doing?" All right, you have children. You have a, a, a wife, you have a career, you're what are you doing, dude? Like, why would you do that? I'm like going 60 miles an hour and I answered a text and I literally put the phone down. I mean, I'm glad that I was able to realize what I was doing and I'm like, I'm not going to die here today. I'm not going to be fucking scraped off of this, this highway because I was, you know, texting somebody some shit and I was just like, this is really ridiculous. And it was so blatant and dangerous. And it let me know that with me doing that, I'm at the amount of people doing that and aren't even conscious of it and they just are so into themselves and they're so into what's going on and they're literally killing people. It's like drinking and driving and it's the worst thing ever. I swear to God, if anybody's listening to this, man, just keep the phone down or pull over and do it because people are not, this shit is killing people. You want to talk about unacceptable? Like this, people are dying every day. They're dying every day. It's a, it's a more cause of death than cancer now. Okay, these automobile accidents and they're, they're forget just drunk driving now. This shit is killing people, man. And honest to God, if this gets through to one of you people, one of you people listening to my podcast, it would be worth the eight years of doing my podcast and the 352 shows if one life listens to this and goes, you know what, I was listening to Verzi's podcast, he called himself out on an unacceptable for being an asshole and texting and driving, something that could have easily waited, okay, and he realized that he didn't want to be killed. Listen, man, there's enough shit 
that can get you. Don't do it to yourself on a fucking text or a phone call. It's the dumbest thing in the world. You were driving in an automobile and they make them so good now that you could be going 60 miles an hour. You feel like you're going 20 and you feel like you're invincible and you could just text and all somebody has to do, it happened to me on my birthday in 2001. Somebody was on the phone. She cut a guy off. He flew into her. I saw the debris and I went in and the car was crumpled up like a fucking accordion and all the windows were blown out. And you know what? During that time... I was on the phone with my father, but I was I, I had just picked it up as it was ringing and I saw the accident, but my father heard the crash and he got creeped out by it. I think I would have been in the accident anyway, just because the way she was distracted and hit the guy in front of me, my brakes, I had to, like, I was at least two car lengths away and I still went in. So, but it just lets me know, like, every time I've been anywhere near an accident or have been done something stupid in the car, I've been distracted and not paying attention. All right. I know what you guys say. What is this? Some fucking public service announcement, Verzi? I came to listen to comedy. Listen, dick. All right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, help somebody here because it, it, it is my unacceptable on me for this show, and I am not doing it anymore. Don't do it. Because your life is over if you kill somebody and you live. Could you imagine that texting? Some stupid text. Yeah, where are we going tonight? I don't know. Oh, wait, a Dodge Ram grill is in my head and somebody's dead. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's unacceptable. Don't do it. There you go. Um, it's, anyways, <laughs> we, got a, um, we got a bet. Me, uh, Bill Burr, and a, a comedy agent all have a bet. $50 every time the Yankees and Red Sox play. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just going back and forth with these texts, this three person text. And if you guys read some of the things, it's like whenever one team's doing, oh, we're in trouble, not our year. Then all of a sudden a home run, we're going to win a world series this year. It's just this back and forth, just hypocritical text. It's so funny, but there's my unacceptable calling myself out for acting like an asshole and, uh, and, and driving and texting. You want to talk about driving guys. Here's how I know I'm getting old. All right, I'm still in my 30s, but guess what? I used to be able to drive to Milwaukee. I used to be able to drive to Cleveland. I used to be able to, I would just get in the car, be like, oh, seven hours, no problem. You know, go get myself a, a drink, a coffee, a snack, you know, sit there, chill out, listen to music, talk on the phone to a couple of friends. Before you know it, I'm three and a half hours in, I'm ready to finish the drive and blah, 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 and I'd get there and be great. Now, this week, tonight will be my fifth night in a row driving to Manhattan. I live an hour north, so two hours in the car every day, five days in a row, do the math, and I'm not going to lie, this shit is hitting me. This shit is hitting me, and I'm doing like some midnight spots, I'm doing some 10-something spots, 8 o'clock spots, still, the drive, it's like shit. I love it, though. I love it because it is only an hour, so I'm not going to act like that's a lot, and you know, people sit on the buses and subways for an hour to get to Brooklyn, not the plush bus, though. If they're on a plush bus, they'll sit on it all day. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, holy shit, I'm getting old, man. Like, I, I could not, I, for I think four or five years in a row, maybe six years in a row, I drove from New York to Myrtle Beach, back and forth, 11 and a half hours. I couldn't do it now. I couldn't do it now. Now, I'm just, there's no way I would sit in a car and go to Myrtle Beach right now for, in a car for 11 and a half hours. There's just no way I would do it. You know. 
But in my defense, too, I was also afraid to fly. So I would just be like, fuck it, I'm not going on an airplane. You know, uh, or I don't want to be in the air. So, um, but, you know, uh, that that was also part of it. Um, all right, I got, should I do your guys' unacceptables? Or I'm only going to do a couple. Let me see here. All right, I'll tell you guys this story. Yeah, I'll tell you guys this story, and then I'll go to your unacceptables. Um, no, you know what? I'll go to the unacceptables now. Let's do that. I just talked about me texting like an asshole. Let me let me see here. Okay, this one. Here's your. This is from Gary, and Gary's uh, uh, subject here is Apple products. Ready? Hey, Paul. Love the podcast. Been listening for the last three plus years. Honestly, when I first heard about you on Burr's podcast, I thought no way I will listen to that jerk. Wow. Well, Gary, thanks for the brutal honesty. What the fuck is that, Gary? Uh, but as I got to listen to more of Burr's podcast, I realized he was just hassling you. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Bill has a funny way of when he loves somebody, like shitting on them and then also like letting them know that he kind of loves them by shitting on them. Uh, So I started listening to you and have been hooked ever since. Well, thank you, Gary. Thank you for listening. Three and a half years is a lot of time that you invested to listening to my ranting and bullshit. Uh, But I was listening to episode 351 and you were spot on with the Apple products. For as much as they cost, you'd think they'd... uh, be good to go right out of the box. Hell, for 800 to 1000 that damn phone should at least give you a handy, right? I know. Where's the hand job app? Uh, that'd be funny if you just had an app and just fucking arm. You could, like, choose the hand. You could, like, choose the skin tone. And you could choose how, like, docile the hand is. It just comes around, fucking jacks you. What? Sorry. God, I hope my kids never listen to this. Okay. Um... But I've been an iPhone user for so long that I don't have the patience to try to learn a whole new system with Android. Don't do it, dude. I went to Android and I could not get back fast enough. So I remain a slave to the legacy of some dead guy. Uh, I don't have an unacceptable at the moment. Just wanted to echo your sentiments about the cult of uh, Apple. Take care and all the best to you and your family, Gary. Uh, Thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. And yeah. Um, listen, as much as they do the upgrades and the software upgrades and as much as you need a new charger and as much as the chart, the, you know, the battery on it, the battery life sucks and all that. It is the, I think the most user-friendly best product out there. So that being said, it's like, why not? Listen, I'm going to use Apple. I went to Android. It did not work out. I feel like Apple is way more user-friendly and I feel like you have way more options. When I had Android, I didn't even know how to use it. Like didn't have my music. It was brutal. Like now this is a way better you know, here's how you know Apple's better. My eight-year-old and five-year-old are like Apple product, like, like, they're more competent than adults. Like, my daughter, who's five, knows how to get in. She knows how to scroll. She knows how to get an app. She knows how to open the app. She knows how to play a game on it. Uh, she knows how to text my wife perfectly. She's five years old, and she's just like, that gets it. And my son, who's eight, can, uh, you know, can probably fucking unscrew it and put it back together and fix it. You know, like, it's crazy. So that Apple is good that way, for sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Unacceptable from uh, Craig. Craig, are you new? I haven't heard of a Craig. Or maybe. Here we go. Anyway, unaccept- Craig says, 
unacceptable talkers. How far along are we? Are we already? All right, we're going on 40 minutes here. Wow. Okay. Uh, Craig says, Paul, uh, should you have the opportunity to come to Oklahoma City? We have a new old venue in uh, the Tower Theater. Okay. I would love to come to Oklahoma City, by the way. I would love to come to Oklahoma City. I would love to see a Thunder game there because I saw the Thunder play on the road at the Staples Center and in Toronto, and they're such a fun, exciting team, and I know the home crowd in Oklahoma City is nuts. I want to go to Oklahoma City and see a game there and eat there and hang out there for like a night or two in the hotel. I think Oklahoma City is awesome. Uh, it's a great venue, and the acoustics are really good, and what's unacceptable is that you can hear every conversation in the place. I was watching a concert there uh, were these uh, rusters, uh, rusters, okay, uh, were obviously having a girls, <laughs> girls' night out. Uh, they sat five rows behind me and would not stop chattering through the entire show. Uh, even after several uh, stink eyes from me and even an index finger <laughs> to, <laughs> to the lips uh, to shush them. Wow, unacceptable. Uh, I paid my hard-earned dough to see this show, uh, and the rusty cunts kept running <laughs> their only hole that didn't need uh, <laughs> lots of extra lubrication. Wow. Uh, okay, here we go. Now he's giving the definition of rusters because I didn't know what rusters meant. Thank you, Craig. This is this is not only a good unacceptable, but it's an informative one. You've given a you've given us a. a <laughs> Uh, you know, a definition of something I didn't understand. Rusters equals women who were probably hot in their 20s but are now 40-plus and never married. <laughs> what the fuck? How did you come up with this? Uh, who couldn't find their prince and now have a chip on their shoulder about it because their standards were too high. I would love to drive an 80s Porsche 911. Just wouldn't want <laughs> to own one. <laughs> uh, loose it all the wrong places and rusty in the obvious places that is fucking hilarious the fact that rusters is that and you went out of your way to not only send in the unacceptable of these women talking interrupting your concert but then telling me what a ruster is so she was hot in her 20s okay but uh, but now in her 40s and never married, she's got a chip on her shoulder. She's a little upset. Uh, her standards were too high. You know, excuse my French, sounds a little cunty to me. Um, yeah, so I see what you're saying. So they, they never really got to the, they never peaked. So a ruster is like a bitter, you know, athlete who got out of the league sooner and never got to really reach their prime. Like they were in their 20s and they're like, oh, I think this player is going to be really good. And then for whatever reason, things happened and now they're just bitter and it never happened. So I get it. I get it. All right. So the rusters were talking and they ruined your time, Craig. That is freaking hilarious. Oh, my God. Is that funny? I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that and I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, Craig. I'm going to give you the credit for it. That is awesome. I was watching a concert there where these rusters, 
we're obviously having a girls' night out. And you know what? This is a cleverly written unacceptable because love how he didn't address the rusters up front. And then at the end, there's a whole thing for it. That deserves a Verzi effect clap break. That's great. Um, I love how you looked at them dirty and then put your finger to your lips and said, shh. Um, oh, by the way, this reminds me. I got to try to find this. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is, um, you know what, it's probably too long to play on the on the show, but did you guys see this clip? This was brutal, man. Thank you so much, uh, Craig, for the for the unacceptable. Um, guys, send your unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Uh, uh, TV, no, my God, what the fuck? Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Jesus, I've been doing this eight years. You think I would? Uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Already 40 minutes in. I got some stuff to talk about with the... Um, I'll get to all of them. It's just I got some stuff to talk about with the um, with the Yankees. And, uh, you know, I got another funny story that I wanted to tell you guys. Two of them, actually. So I got I got to get to I got to get to the show here. Um, but guys, there was this thing. Oh, my God. It was one of the most brutal things I ever saw. This guy was doing some like social experiment, like trying like with, you know, going up to a couple. Okay, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he's going up to a couple and he asks the woman and the couple out in front of her boyfriend, right? And it looks to me like they're in like Miami Beach or something, right? And I, I, at first I was like, is this a setup? I don't even know if this is a setup. Is this real? But it, I don't know. I think it was real. I think it was. I mean, it, it like, I didn't think they were actors. I think that this, like this guy just was doing this and doing this until he finally came across something maybe, but I saw something I couldn't believe. He's, you know, tall guy. He's, you know, tall guy, not a bad looking guy, but just like this tall guy walking, which looked like to me, uh, you know, either in Florida across a beach boardwalk or, or probably I would say South Beach, Miami would be my guess. And he sees this couple walking and they're holding hands. And uh, the woman is wearing like this lime green like nothing. She's got a like a G-string bikini. Her ass cheeks are out. And believe me, there's a point to me telling you this. She's wearing a lime green bikini up top. And then she's wearing this like skimpy nothing G-string underwear, which matched the top bikini, right? And she's holding her boyfriend's hand. And uh, he kind of walks up to them and he goes, hey, you guys together? And he's like, yeah. And they were like, oh, really? He's like, well, how serious is it? Like on a scale of one to 10. And the girl goes, oh, probably like a 10. And he goes, well, I was just wondering, man, if you maybe wanted to go. And the, and the guy just goes, hey, man, that's my girlfriend, dude. Back off, right? So he's like, all right. And they start walking away. And then the guy, like right next to them in the parking lot, he's got this lime green matching her bikini Lamborghini. And he goes, all right, sorry. And he just walks to the Lamborghini, opens the door, and then he just starts it and he revs the engine and they turn around and the girl just stops and looks at it. And then she kind of like was like, wait, let me just see this car. And she walks over to the car. She goes, oh, my God, is this your car? And he's like, yeah. And the boyfriend's just standing there watching this. And she's like, oh, my God, I love Ferraris. And he's like, actually, it's a Lamborghini. She goes, oh, it matches my bikini, this and that. And, uh, you know. The guy gets out of the car and starts talking to her again. And the boyfriend's like looking like, is this serious? And um, he's like, he's like, 
what does he say to her? He, he says something along the lines of like, yeah, I mean, if you want to go for a ride and, and, you know, get a coffee or something, we can do that, you know? And she's like, oh, really? And then she looks at the boyfriend and the boyfriend's like, are you serious? And she goes, it would just be coffee. And I'm going, get the fuck out of here. And, you know, he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, and, and you know, and then maybe I, I was thinking maybe, you know, we could go out another time too. And she looks and she goes, babe, it's just coffee. Like, what's the big deal? I like the car. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? What? What? And and the guy's like, well, you know, maybe though I was thinking maybe it could be more than coffee, like on the next date or something like that. And she's just looking and like, it turns out she's like looking at the guy and she's like, you know, we're not even happy anyway. And he's like, what are you talking? She's like, we've been fighting. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, I just took you to Italy and you met my family. Now you want to get in some random guy's, you know, Lamborghini? What are you talking about? And the guy goes, look, I could take you out and everything, sweetheart. But, like, if this is your boyfriend, like, you need to be broken up and done with him now. And if you're done with him now, you can get in the car and go. And, and the boyfriend's just looking. And he's like, are you serious? And she's like, well, listen, things aren't, you know, maybe we should take a break. And I'm going, what? I'm going, this is crazy. And he's like, we've been together five years. And you're just going to throw that away to get in some random guy's Lamborghini? And she's going, well, you know, we've been fighting and maybe we do need a break. I'm thinking we do. And, um, and I'm, and I'm just going like, get the, so she's like, yeah. And she's like, let's, you know, let's go. And the boyfriend's just sitting there. And then the guy flips it on her. The guy goes, you know something? You're a gold digger, man. You're a fucking gold digger. You were just telling me a little while ago that you guys, you know, and then it flashes back to him going out of like one out of 10. How, how serious is this? And you go, oh, I was about a 10. He goes, so you're just telling me that it was a 10 and you guys are holding hands and now you're breaking up with this guy to get in my Lamborghini. You're a, you're a, you're a gold digger. You know what, man? And he looks at the boyfriend. He goes, dude, why don't you get in my car? I'm going to a club right now. Okay, I'll give you some clothes or whatever. This guy was like rich, obviously. He goes, I'm going to take you to a club and you can find a real girl and you can find a real woman and leave her ass here. And he's like, are you serious? Uh, and no, and she's like, are you serious? Are you guys serious? And, and he goes, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. You're done. I'm done with you you fucking gold digger or whatever, and the guy hops in the guy's Lamborghini, puts on like a white sweatshirt, puts on sunglasses, and they just fucking burst out and leave her there, and it was awesome, it was freaking awesome, um, at first I was like, is this a setup, but then I was like, I don't know, um, I don't know, maybe it was, but it didn't seem it, so, I don't know, but you guys can check it out if you just want to put like Gold Digger, like Lime Green Lamborghini and watch it. Um, I thought it was ridiculous and I was just like, wow. Wow. And you know what's scary? I've heard of stories like this. You know, I'm obviously not going to mention name, but I heard of stories like this. You know, I've had friends and shit tell me like, oh yeah, so and so. And she went to this concert and she saw this, you know. Like, let's be honest, man. How is your girl going to act if Justin Timberlake fucking grabs her by the hand? Seriously. I know that that sounds, I know that that sounds like, you know, oh, come on, Paul, that's unreal. Think about that, though. You know, and I'll be honest. I'm not trying to be brag or anything. I'm in my business and in my line of work. That's not far-fetched. You know, uh, me and my wife were at an NFL party and and, and there was, you know, it. look, what do you do? Your girl loves, you know, an actor. And you're out to dinner and the actor's sitting next to you. And she's constantly staring at him. What do you do? What, what do you do if you and your wife go to a Justin Timberlake concert 
And uh, I'm just being hypothetical here. You know, maybe, you know, I'm being a typical over-possessive Scorpio. But think about it for a second. You go to a Justin Timberlake concert because you got a hookup. And you're down low. And then Justin Timberlake, you know, after the show invites you back. And then you're back there and Justin Timberlake and you have a mutual friend who got you the ticket. So he's telling you, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I'm so glad you got to see the show. Hope you enjoy the show. And then he's hugging your wife all over your wife. Your wife is blushing, taking pictures. And then you're sitting there and you're turning around talking to your buddy who got your tickets. And you turn around and your wife is still over there talking to Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God, this is so great. This and that. Like, it, at what point is it like, all right, look, man, I know you fuck, you're a fan. But, like, at what point does it just get fucking disrespectful? Think about it. Or what if Justin Timberlake is like, hey, you know, me and my wife broke up. I'd love to go out to have a drink with you. Like, your wife or girl better be like, nah, I'm with him, man. Sorry. Like, yeah, I like the song, but fuck off. But how many women would do that? It makes you think. It makes you think. Um, and this guy didn't have a, a, even a celebrity. This guy just was walking with his girl. A guy had a Lamborghini. Girl told him to fuck off and then sees the Lamborghini and goes to the car and wants to go out and have coffee with the guy and leave her boyfriend of five years on the side. Like, that's crazy. And it's, you know what it is? It's not only crazy, it's scary as shit. It really is. Um, all right, so I got a story, guys. Here we go. Um, Lloyd got out again. My dog got out again. And... Again, I'm chasing him through the neighborhood and I'm so fucking fed up with him that I literally was like, you know what? He'll come back when he's hungry. He's just in these backyards in the woods. I'm chasing him and I'm tracking him. And um, I'm like, you know, I see him in the backyard and he sees me. And as soon as he sees me, he just starts walking away and he's down by the woods. And he's not doing anything wrong. And like I'm pissed off and I'm yelling and I literally like snapped in my house. I'm like, fuck, I'm the one that's got to do this. And I'm the, and I start yelling. I was really pissed off. You know, it was like my wife looked at me like, is like my wife has heard me probably scream and yell in like, I'm not even kidding in like the, the, all the years we've been together. Okay. I'm in my late thirties. I was with my wife from my like early to mid twenties. She's might've seen me. Well, I mean, I've only like snapped and yelled like twice, but like as far as like really yelling and cursing and raising my voice, such a handful of times because it's really not who I am, you know, um, and I was pissed when he got out. I'm like, fuck, I got to do that. I'm going to be out there for 45 minutes. This is bullshit, you know, and like we're waiting now that the weather, we're going to, we're going to get this um, fence like in the next week or so, but you know, we, it's all these rainstorms and, 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 and snow and there's, you know, mud everywhere and it's all wet, the grass, like you can't, you can't do anything. So he gets out and I'm kind of pissed. The kids left the door open or whatever. And, um, finally I was just like, he's going to come back. I got to try to figure this out. And, uh, I just start walking back home. And as I'm walking back home to get more treats or figure out if I'm going to get in the car and try to find him, whatever, um, I just start hearing barking, multiple dogs barking, and women screaming. <laughs> That's what it was just women screaming and barking as I'm going home. And I kind of like squinted my eyes like, I don't think that's Lloyd because I just saw him pretty content by himself far in the woods. And now I hear multiple dogs barking. I hear screaming from inside, screaming from outside. And then I start walking back towards the screaming. 
And I'm going, oh my God, dude, there's a woman screaming and a dog barking. What's going on? And then finally I hear, as I'm walking and all this commotion, I hear, I don't even know whose dog this is. And I'm going, you son of a bitch. And I go in the backyard. I'm like, Lloyd, Lloyd. And I turn the corner and I see a woman holding Lloyd by his collar. And she's little and he's like throwing her. You know, she looked like somebody on, like a, like on, a, on a riding a bull, but like on the side. And he was at the door and her dog and him were kind of barking, but he was being nice, trying to be friendly. And as she's getting like jolted around, she's going, oh, I go, that's my dog. She goes, oh, no problem. I just was wondering. I'm glad, glad I know, you know, he's your dog. Lucky he's a nice dog. And he was, he was being nice. He was just trying to play, but she's like lucky, but he, she was such a small little woman that like even him doing little things was like throwing her around. And I'm like trying to keep myself from laughing. And I was like, thank you so much. And I hook him up to the leash and we walk back and she's like, I'm glad I know that it's so luckily the, the barking and everything was like a play. And he was trying to play with this other dog and she grabbed him by the collar. Thank God. But, uh, yeah. There is nothing more horrifying than when you're looking for your dog and you hear barking, women screaming, and then I don't even know whose dog this is. My heart sank and I was just waiting to turn the corner and have my dog, have her dog bludgeoned to death. My dog's got blood dripping off his fangs. The lady, he's like snarling at a woman and they're going to put my dog down and I'm just, I, yeah, I got I cannot get this fence soon enough. Um... Yeah, it's been like a it's been like a scary week where things luckily worked out. Everything it was like one of those weeks. It was just not scary, but just like oh shit. Like even from like the Chris Rock thing. Like all right, you know, an, a comedy icon is on stage now. Everyone's going nuts, and I gotta go and follow that. I fine, I'll do it. It worked out. Oh, I hear screaming. My dog. Okay, it worked out. Here's another thing. I go to get my wife's car inspected. And the guy's just yelling, the guy doing the inspections. He's going, man, I swear to God, I don't even like that kid. I don't like that kid's face. I don't like that kid. And I was like, one of these hard-ass guys. Then I literally hear the guy about to take, he's about to take our car in. And he goes, yeah, you know, I don't feel like going to jail today, okay? I've done, none of, I've done enough of that in my life. I'm not going to jail today. And I'm about to hand this guy, you know, my wife's like Lexus truck. And the guy happened to be cool, but like, I was just like, what's going on? guy literally out loud this guy's like inspecting cars and he just goes yeah i'm not going to jail today all right i've done enough of that I'm not going back or whatever and i was just like holy shit dude you might not want to yell that you might not want to yell that when there's a line of cars the people and like you're the guy in charge um it was just one of the one of those weeks listen it's a it's a good it's a good thing no, nobody ever has to say um you know, I'm not going to jail this week. There's been an, I've been there enough. You know, that's a, wow. God, if my son ever said that sentence, I failed as a father. All right. Um, $50 on the Yankees Red Sox. Yankees lost two out of three. So we're, we're down 50 to bill, but they play 19 times the, a year. So they got 16 left. So we should be in good shape, but the Yankees are, uh, the Yanks are definitely in a little bit of, you know, they got to figure something out here because they have way too much talent to be doing what they're doing. Bullpen not doing good. It's kind of, yeah. They need We need to go on a run. We need to win like eight out of the next ten games, right the ship, and get it going. But, you know, listen, it's nothing is funnier than 12 games into the season with 150 left and people talking. And I'm guilty of it too. 
you know, like six games in. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, there's 154 of these things left, but I'm telling you something. I I don't like the way things look. (laughs) I got a funny feeling things aren't going to work out. You know, I know it's only one pitch into the season and it was a ball outside, but I'm telling you something. I think we are... (laughs) We are not going to make it, guys. We Things are bad. Um, how excited am I that the NBA playoffs, guys, the NBA playoffs start on Saturday, 40 games, 40 nights. The beautiful thing is, even if you're not into the teams, it's everything's on the line. It's to try to get to the finals. There's a couple of cool stories here. The East can, you can't say the East is definitely the Cavs. Um, and you can't say the West is definitely the Warriors, even though I think the Warriors, but with a team like the Rockets, I just think it's just fun. Whenever I get home from doing shows or whatever I'm doing, I could just pop that on, fall asleep to it, watch it. I love playoff basketball, so that's a fun thing. It's a fun time of year. It's getting warmer. I'm going to start playing golf, be more active. Do you guys know that after my ankle injury, Still to this day, however many weeks it was, I think that that was in January, right? Beginning of January. So February, March, April. You're talking, I'm going on about 12, 13 weeks after this injury, and I still feel a slight pain and weakness when I run on my left on my left leg. There's still an issue there, um, but not enough to hold me back from doing anything, thank God. I'm going to start playing golf again. Uh Watching the Masters was awesome. I was like, man, I got to get out there. Uh, Shout out to my cousin Kathy who put on an absolute cooking display for Greek Easter. Uh, We got to celebrate two Easters. um, And Greek Easter was great, amazing. Uh, She made the orzo, the spinach pie, the moussaka. The, um, for you people that don't know, moussaka is like, it's like a Greek lasagna with eggplant and meat in the middle of it. Um, she made lamb three ways. There was all kinds of Greek desserts and it was just, it was just a great time. And we were watching the masters during it. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to go hit a golf ball. So you got the Yankees coming up on warm weather. You got the NBA playoffs that you could relax and watch at night. Weather's getting good. You can get out there and be active. Good time of year right now. Get yourself in shape before the weather uh, gets good. So it's all, it's all good. Um, I did not see a movie. Did I? I'm just trying to think if I saw any movies, and I don't think I saw any movies. No. No, I did not. So I guess it's time to get into the... Uh, we're 58 minutes in. I guess it's time to get into the plugs. I hope you guys come out. You will be getting more TVE on a Patreon this week, everybody. That's right. You will be getting a Patreon. Um, uh, so just some extra content for $3. You'll get another podcast. You could listen to, to, to more shit. That's right. Um, Jersey people. For you Jersey people, I will be in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay? I will be, I believe it's the Hyatt. But I will be at Catch a Rising Star in Princeton, New Jersey, May 18th and 19th, headlining a great room, uh, May 18th and 19th. So come out. Um, I am doing um, a bunch of new material. It's going to be a great time. It's a great room. I've been there before. Uh, Princeton, 
Catch a Rising Star. Check out their website. I will be there May 18th and May 19th. So do not do not miss that. It's an awesome venue uh, to see comedy. And I'm excited to go back there. So check that out. Um, get tickets now. It's May 18th and 19th at the Hyatt in Princeton. Also, this week I'm really excited. I will be doing, I actually found out I'm going to be doing more shows. I will be at the Nashville Comedy Festival on April 20th, I will be at the was the Ryman Theater with Bill Burr, um, Dean Del Rey, and Sal Vacano, I believe, is jumping on the show. It's going to be insane, guys. It's going to be two shows um, on the 20th. I don't know if Sal's on both or whatever. I know Dean is going to be there. It's going to be insane. An amazing theater in Nashville, April 20th. Me, Burr, Dean. Um, Sal Vacano, I believe, on one of the shows, at least one of the shows. It's going to be sick. Um, also, on the 21st, I will be doing another theater show on Sal's show with Sal, Nate Borgazzi, I believe Gary Veter, I think Tony Hinchcliffe. It's going to be nuts. And then later that night, I'm going to be on the 11:30 show doing a tribute show to Ralphie May, rest his soul. So it's going to be a bunch of shows Friday and Saturday at the Nashville Comedy Festival. It should be a lot of fun. So if you're in that area, please come out to the shows. Check it out. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm going to have updated um, New York City shows and all of the shows on the website. We are like probably a day away from finishing this thing. It's taken a lot of time. Because just things change and, you know, you want to make the, the websites being made and all that stuff. So, But you guys are going to see all updated shows, updated pictures, um, a whole new website and stuff. Uh, PaulVerzi.com coming up really soon and uh, all all the dates. Um, also, I have some, you know, like fall dates and stuff, which I'll, I'll announce after. So um, there you go. So check that out. Uh, but Princeton, come out May 18th and May 19th. It's going to be a great time. And uh, I want my fans there in Jersey. I want, like, my people in the crowd in Jersey and Princeton. You know, I love people that just come out and want to see a show. But I want my fucking fans out there. So that's why I'm giving you guys early notice here, May 18th and 19th, Catch a Rising Star in Princeton. And this this, uh, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys listening. This has been TVE. Episode 352. Make sure you're not with a gold digger, guys. Make sure the woman you are with, and ladies, goes for you too. Make sure the the, the man that you're with is not with you for shit that you have. Okay? For shit that you do. Make sure, because that was a really telling thing. It kind of freaked me out. Send in your Shark Tank pitches to me. I will be the shark. It will be fun. Then I will get uh, your personal address. You'll send it to the show, and I'll send you something. It'll just be a fun little thing. Nobody will beat the plush bus, everybody. Plush bus is coming to a city near you. I don't know. I hope it does. It's probably not going to, but I I love the idea. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been uh, 352. Uh, Till next time I am out of here, and for you Patreon subscribers, get ready uh, for $3 a month, guys. $3 a month, you get more content. Uh, You guys will be getting another Patreon uh, very soon. Thank you guys so much. I am out of here.